cliffcentral.com. Here's Dr. Yeah. Here's Dr. Hanan. He's we could get him to weigh in on this. I mean, uh, <laughs> Doc, first of all, uh, are, are people who are raised in, in cotton wool by parents who are helicopter parents, these people are not prepared for the reality of life. Is there, am I being old school about this or is there something to that, that, you know, these overprotected children are going to be a disastrous crop of adults? Um, no, I always say, you know, 50 years ago, anxiety just did not exist. And the reason why is because 50 years ago, when little Quibus comes up to dad and says, dad, I'm anxious, dad would just send him mm. back into, you know, doing whatever workhouse. he was doing. <laughs> Completely. And these days, little Cliffy having anxiety and we send him to OT, play therapist, psychiatrist, psychologist, physio, yeah. the social worker, the school psychologist. And what ends up happening, these professionals take away their children's anxiety. But something magical yeah. happens. The child doesn't learn how to manage the anxiety themselves. So when the child turns 12, 15, 18, 25, they're looking for all these external means to take their anxiety away as opposed to learn how to manage it themselves. So what happened then was that we had no choice but to learn to step up and adapt and level up and deal with anxieties. And these days, it's just too quick. It's just too easy to eliminate your anxiety. You've got social media. You've got the immediate mm -hmm. gratification. Back then, what did we have to do? 20, 25 years ago when you felt anxious, we'd have to just get on with it and get on with our lives. These days, if you're feeling anxious, all you've got to do is press a button, scroll up and down for the next 45 minutes and let that take your anxiety away. Or, but or worse, Doc. Or worse, or worse, someone just prescribes a bunch of pills to numb you and turn you into a zombie. For sure. For sure. Yeah. So, All right. Uh, I, I would love to get into this a little more, but I'm, I'm very conscious of your time, and he's got to see a bunch of nutcases today. So let's just get <laughs> started. Well, you're starting with three right now, to be fair. Um, no, no disrespect to your actual patients, but these three in this studio are nutcases. <laughs> I can speak for myself anyway. So, Dr. Hanan, there's something that I wanted to ask you about because I've said a few horrible things. Uh, about Madonna lately, not because I'm not a Madonna fan or because I'm ageist or because I'm sexist. Um, I've seen a lot of women age gracefully and I've said many times on this show how I could find them extremely attractive no matter how old. Uh, if they, if they allow themselves to look human, this, this Madonna thing has got everybody talking. So it's not just me. And I want you to address this from a psychological point of view, this quest for eternal youth, because it seems to me, it's not just Madonna, you know, Leo DiCaprio was spotted with a model who's really young. Uh, he's almost 50. Um, it's, it's weird how these things bother people. Uh, and, and sometimes we have double standards, right? Um, maybe you can help address some of these things, this quest for eternal youth. And at the same time, the, the constant sort of um, monkey on your back for most of us about getting older. And what, what is appropriate here? Because, again, I think we've lost our way as a species. Right. So we know from research, um, looking young, feeling young, acting young is actually rewarded by society. It means you have the energy, the strength, the physical well-being, the ability to bear children. You have ample time and ample ability to gather resources for survival and um, for future functioning. And that's why youth is associated with good and growing old is associated with 
bad in inverted commas. That's why, you know, when we see somebody, we go, oh, my God, you look so young. And that's mm. is seen as a compliment. If you turn yeah. to somebody and go, oh, my God, you seem so experienced or you look so experienced and insightful, that mm. is not going to be taken as a positive thing. No. So society for uh, forever, and it's based on social psychology, has really rewarded looking young, acting young, being young, physically being able to be to function, be fit, whilst the opposite is true for getting old. And that's why we all strive to, even though our bodies might not be able to carry us, us as we as it did 10, 15, 20 years ago, we want to appear as though we are able to still function as we did 10, 15, 20, 30, 40, 50 years ago in cosmetic surgery. I mean, what's a better quick fix at a cosmetic surgery? Mm-hmm. But that can become obsessive, right? Yeah, of course, when uh, anything that you depend on that is not aligned with the reality of what it is can be a problem because you're chasing a hamster wheel that's one step faster than you. Uh, you know, you can look younger, but uh, you can try look younger, but your age will always catch up with you. It's like I saw this comedy show and this comedian was saying these 60-year-old women that have plastic surgery, they think they look young, but it they actually look like sixty-year-old woman who's had plastic surgery. Mm-hmm. So yeah. it's like it's not like they look young; it's just their appearance. But what 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 about these people who say um, she's you know she's an adult adult woman? She's allowed to do whatever she wants. It's her body. It's her choice. Whatever and, makes her happy. And whatever makes her happy. I mean, I've heard a lot of people say, "Well, I I went for this operation because I had a big ugly nose and I wanted to change my nose." And if it does make yeah. them happy, there's nothing wrong with that, right? Absolutely. So I always, it's, it's a really powerful question that you're asking because you're saying, well, what's the fine line between it being healthy versus it being unhealthy? So for, if it serves a, um, if it serves a purpose and it doesn't affect your other elements of your life, you know, so I teach a system that allows people to judge whether whatever you're doing is an obsession in an unhealthy way versus maybe a reliance on something in a healthy way. And just, and the way I do it is there are particularly 14 we call anchors in life. Uh, let's, and there are eight main ones and six sub ones. Eight mm-hmm. main anchors, eight main elements of your life is career, financial security, family, friends, romantic, diet, exercise, and sleep. So uh, career, financial security, family, friends, romantic, diet, exercise, and sleep. And if whatever it is that you're doing enhances those anchors, then go ahead and don't base your judgment on what society thinks or for that matter, what anybody thinks. But if whatever it is that you're doing is decreasing from the quality of those eight non-negotiables, then what you're doing is not worth it. It's considered an unhealthy obsession. So for example, if now I'm spending X amount of money that's actually decreasing my financial security on cosmetic surgery, it's just not worth it. If whatever I'm doing is decreasing the quality of my relationship with my partner, it's just not worth it. So if whatever it is that you're doing, your patterns of behavior is enhancing those eight major anchors, then what you're doing is spot on, don't listen to well, maybe, and what anybody. Well, maybe, I mean, maybe for Madonna, because her career is entertainment, she's got tons of money. She has um, you know, children who are grown up now. She... I don't think a partner is a big part of her life anymore. She's probably more self-involved than anything else. 
Um, maybe she should be spending her money on this. What would you rather have her do with her money? 100%. And Gareth, you know, people are so judgmental. People are so judgmental. People are going to judge yeah. her whether she did it or whether she didn't do it, whether she, uh, mm. she had cosmetic surgery or not. People are going to judge her anyway. So it doesn't really matter what people think. But if it enhances her eight main anchors, then why not? What's the problem? What's the problem? I mean, you wear nice clothes. You brush your hair. You spend money on, on material things. You spend yeah, money what's... on enhancing your appearance. What's the big right. deal? What's the big deal? So are you telling me that we should leave Madonna alone? <laughs> <laughs> now, listen, it's, it's, it's a great entertaining topic. I mean, we should keep on talking about it because it's fun. But in terms of whether it's valuable to her, if she was sitting in front of me, I'd go, Tommy. So since you've gotten the plastic surgery or the cosmetic <laughs> surgery, how's your career, financial security, family, friends, romantic, diet, exercise, and sleep has gone? And she's got, and if she said to me, Hanan, uh, all those eight anchors, we're doing well, it's on the up. I say, good for you. Don't listen to what anybody else thinks. You did the right thing. Cool. There we go. There's the word from, from someone who, who could actually talk about these things with, with expertise. I mean, Leanne, you're, go, you're booking in straight after this. Yeah, I've got in. Right. Uh, uh, yeah. Botox, Botoxy thingy, thingy, yeah, yeah, redoing the. People are so judgmental. People are so judgmental. It never ceases to amaze me. People will judge you whether you look old or young, fat yeah. or thin. People always have an opinion. People. Always How can we improve? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> How can we improve? I mean, uh, do you think we need? Do you think we need some help in here? I think we need to ask Ryan for a filter for your guys' cameras, mm. just so you know. Yeah, yeah. Look at this. <laughs> terrifying. <laughs> Tell you what. No, Doc, it isn't a morning where I don't wake up and go. I should look better than this. I really believe that in my heart. You know. Well, I, I told you once that I, I reached the age where I realized every time I looked in the mirror, that was the best I was going to ever look. <laughs> Oh my yeah, God, it's true, right? It's not funny, but, but you know what, guys? Like the whole notion of like self-acceptance and just accept yourself as you are. It's the biggest load of shit I've ever heard. We all try to improve. Really? We, all try <laughs> to we all try to improve. Okay. We all go to the gym to improve. We all win our stores to improve. We all try mm -hmm. to improve our relationship. Life is dynamic and we all try to level up. If we don't level up, life levels up against us. So this whole notion of accept things as you are, we call those people lazy. And we call those people unproductive and we call those mm -hmm. people stuck. You always want to get better and improve. Well, I mean, there's also this argument, maybe we can carry this on on another day, but you know, the idea that actually we should be treating old age and, and experience and wisdom with a lot more respect. It seems a very uh, Hollywood thing. I wouldn't even say it's a Western thing. It's a Hollywood thing to just worship youth and for us to have so little respect for, age i mean throughout human history we've kind of had this i think mostly guiding principle that the the village elders were the people you went to for advice they were taken seriously we we had respect for age and it almost feels to me like hollywood's turned that on its head and really like the younger you are it doesn't matter how inexperienced or dumb you are like there's so many people in hollywood who are really really stupid uh, and they're taken more seriously than than some of the older ones you know, Gareth, to your point, and it's, it's a really important point to make because a lot of people say, but Hanan, I want to improve, but I don't have the financial means. I don't have the resources to go and get cosmetic surgery. I am going to grow old. And to those people, I say, listen, there's a cost 
and there's value to being young and there's cost and value to being to getting older. Whatever mm-hmm. position you pick in life, there's always a sacrifice and there's always value. So you just got to focus on the value of getting older, the experience, the insight, the wisdom, the hindsight, the foresight, the ability to project 17 steps forward, which you couldn't do 20 years ago. Those are the things yeah. that you should focus on and focus on what you can control and let go of what you can't. On that note, we're going to close off the first hour. Thank you, Doc. We will see you in a week. After see, you. see you then, guys. All right. Thank you. Yes, There's yes. Dr. Hanan. And just so you know, we're doing something new with Dr. Hanan called Unstuck. So if you have an issue with someone that you need resolved, you want to join us live on the show for a free mediation session. He's prepared to do like a judge duty and sort it out. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We just got to find people who are brave enough to actually bring their story to the show. Yeah. And I mean, maybe I could bring the guy who I'm trying to sell my house to. Maybe, maybe, (laughs) maybe you don't need a a lawyer. Maybe what you need is a psychologist. Dr. Hanan. Yeah. Here we go. But what's cool about this is also if, you know, you consider that sometimes your problem is so big and you're looking around and there's nowhere that you think you can solve this problem. Mm. Here's where you bring it. So let us know. Contact at cliffcentral.com. You are allowed to be anonymous for this, by the way. So we, we don't necessarily have to put your face and your name in it if it's something you want to keep uh, to, to, to yourself. But if there's someone you have an issue with at work, a relationship issue, uh, you know, money issue, that's always a big problem for people. Bring it. We'll sort it out for you. Cliffcentral.com.